This is Jeff Cooper, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. Well, we're here to offer the best unofficial guide to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now that the park has reopened during this COVID careful period, this especially includes how to get a boarding pass to Rise of the Resistance. But it also includes many other ideas for how to enjoy other great park attractions there, plus making the best of entertainment, dining, and retail. If you are looking to visit the park during 2020 or probably the first half of 2021, you want to listen to this podcast and pay attention to the notes that follow that are available at on our notes page at disneyatplay.com. So be sure to check those out, videos, photos, uh, notes, the whole thing. Let me just open up with what is the challenge here? There are many differences that guests are facing as they return to the parks during this, again, COVID careful period that we're in. But there are some unique circumstances that make visiting Disney's Hollywood Studios even more challenging than going to the Magic Kingdom or, or Epcot. They include the following. First, less choices to experience with no live stage shows available. Disney's Hollywood Studios is always dependent on shows like like Voyage of the Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast live on stage or the epic um, Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. All of those shows at the time of this recording are closed. Now they may open in the days and months to come, but right now they're not available. So there's more demand required of other things. The park, secondly, has a smaller footprint. Now, mind you, Animal Kingdom also has lesser choices, but you could spread out a lot of guests at Animal Kingdom. Here, it's a smaller footprint, and so being able to provide for all the guests um, in the park is, is a bigger challenge. Third, there's a huge demand to see some really uh, great attractions built. I mean, this goes back to Slinky Dog Dash, and then Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and just recently Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, not to mention Rise of the Resistance, which arguably might be considered the best attraction Disney has ever built. And I say that as someone who has been faithful to Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland for over 50 years. Um, it Clearly, I'm emotionally tied to Pirates, but I look at Rise and I go, this, this is a game changer. This is a great attraction. And people are wanting to see it. And of course, with that, number four, there's a requirement for seeing it. You have to have a boarding pass in order to experience Rise of the Resistance. So with those issues in mind, we're going to look at how to optimize a day at Disney's Hollywood Studios. How do you... How do you create the best experience possible, which hopefully includes obtaining a boarding pass to Rise of the Resistance? Well, let's start with the arrival uh, process. Uh, this is no surprise that we're going to tell you, as we have told, if you've ever listened to anybody's guide on 
on seeing the parks, especially mine, you know I'm always going to tell you get there early. Well, currently, the hour to obtain a boarding pass to get into the park happens to be the same hour that the park opens. So if you want to see Rise of the Resistance, do not show up at opening time. Show up in advance because you'll miss that window. And there are currently two windows to try to get a pass and you're going to miss that window. So the job is you got to get there before the park opens. And the challenge is, is that with the studios opening a later hour, currently 10 and for the unforeseeable future at 10 a.m. Now, mind you, remember six, eight, eight months ago, eight months ago, it was opening. It was opening at 7 a.m. in the morning. And now we're at 10 a.m. There were huge crowds at 7 a.m. Can you imagine how many more people are showing up at 10 a.m. because they've had to wait the whole morning to get in? There are more people now converging into the park at the same time. And so waits can occur with a whole bunch of things. First of all, with lining up for buses, boats, or Skyliner cabins uh, when you're staying on Disney property. Uh, driving, if you're not, um, driving up to the toll entrance um, at the front of the park and, and then going through the process of getting parked. That to me, just to give you an idea this morning, I was there at 9, 9.03 a.m. There was a massive crowd of cars waiting to get through a toll plaza. Now, in all truth, they didn't open that toll plaza today until 9 a.m. And so they were just now letting cars start getting through. I would say I spent about 12 minutes waiting in that toll booth line, but then I had to spend another five, eight, 10 minutes getting the par car parked. Um, so you have to allow for that kind of time. Uh, getting through, now then you, with that done, there's no, um, during this period, there's no uh, use of um, trams, courtesy trams. So you've got to walk all the way to the front. You've got to go through a fever check. Then you've got to go through a security check. And then you've got to obtain media, ticket media, if you don't have it already. And then you got to queue up to enter, enter the park by itself. Now, first of all, I should mention, you should be getting your ticket before you get there. And, and you, of course, have to get a reservation to get into the park. But I think what's happening is, is people are getting that reservation. I'm not sure what's happening. There are people lined up at the ticket booth. What you should be doing is, all things said, you should be getting your ticket media in advance of the day you are going. Generally speaking, most days are open for guests buying ticket meeting, whether they're staying on resort property or whether they're coming in off the streets. If you're buying a ticket, they want you in the park. That said, certain days like weekends or holidays, you might not have availability to get into the studio. So make sure you reserve well ahead and you know that you got a reservation. That is a part of it. Um, the answer, of course, to all of this is to get there early. If the stated time is 10 a.m., I would recommend arriving at the turnstile by 9.30. By the way, I will say that so I arrived at the toll booth around 9 a.m. this morning. And I've done several things over different times. I've been to the park about four or five times since it's reopened. 
So I'm reflecting several different trips here, but today I spent nearly the entire day in the park. What, um, so I did not get into the park until about 9.35 based on all that. And I was parked right up front, but still it took time to walk. I had one of the best parking spaces, um, unless you paid for the premium parking. But I still, it still took until about 9.35 a.m. to get into the park. And, and the good news was the park was open. The park will open before the official stated time. I'm not sure if that's an hour and 45 minutes or a half hour prior. Um, I think that's gonna vary depending on what they see as the flow. But I would definitely plan on being at the turnstile by 9.30. That means you need to grab a bus from your hotel more than 30 minutes prior. It means arriving at the toll booth, toll, toll booth in your car 30 minutes prior. By the way, let me just tell you a little tip for parking at Disney parking, especially when they have long lines and they can, like in the scenario, you can, what they usually will have is they will have two long lines of cars leaving the toll booth and waiting to be parked. Um, when there are lots of cars to park, They'll usually take two lanes of cars and they'll park those cars in two separate lanes at a time. Here's the tip. Always get into the outside lane from the lot you're being parked in. In other words, close, the closer lane to what usually is um, where the courtesy tram might be, might be lining up. When they start parking a new lane, here's what they do. They take the lane closest to the parking lot itself, and they throw those cars all the way down to the very end of that lane. And they use the one that the lane I'm describing, which is further out, which is closest to the tram, and they use those cars to park the remainder of the current um, lane they are parking. So you are more likely to be in the front half uh, of that parking lane um, if you are in the outside lane when you are parked. I hope that makes sense. But what, um, uh, the, the point of this is cars on the outside lane are usually fed into the spaces closer to the tram boarding areas. So make sure you are in that lane closest to the tram boarding area and you are more likely to be parked in a lane closest to the tram boarding area. The good news, even though there is no tram, the good news is the earlier you arrive, the more you'll be able to enjoy attractions with little weight, if any. In the first 30 to 45 minutes, if you could get there at 9.15 or 9.30, somewhere in that period, you could do two major attractions from choices like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Slinky Dog Dash, and Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Doing two of those attractions could easily take an hour and a half if you started after 10 a.m. There is a big, big difference if you can do them prior to that 10 a.m. moment. In short, the earlier you get to the park, the better. This will be even more important as hours are cut and the total time of the park being opened is shortened. So please know that as, and, and that's expected, what is now a eight o'clock time period, for instance, is now going to be a seven o'clock time period later in September. And that's going to go on for a couple of months at least, probably not till the holidays will they change it back to a longer time period. 
That means all the more reason you want to get there earlier. Um, by the way, know that there are no wait times listed on your app prior to the official opening time. So don't walk in there and say, okay, which line, which attraction has the, um, has the shortest wait? Because they don't list those times until after the park officially opens. Um, but just know that the three first tier attractions are your best choice when you arrive before the state opening time and shortly thereafter. And what are those three? Let me repeat them. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Slinky Dog Dash, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. And by the way, know that there are no single rider possibilities for Millennium Falcon or for any other attraction in the park. Why? Because if you are alone in your party, then you get that cabin um, in Smugglers Run to yourself. And so they do not use single rider lines for that. Now, of course, there is something higher than a first tier, and that is Rise of the Resistance. And the question is, how do you get into that attraction? Getting into that attraction requires getting a boarding pass. Here's some important tips for making sure you're um, forgetting. This is your best bet. Let me put it that way. Your best bet for getting a boarding pass. Nothing's guaranteed. But let me just tell you, I would follow these suggestions. First off, have a, have a reservation beforehand and have your ticket purchased. All of that, take care of that before, the day before at least, um, uh, before you enter the park. Make sure that the entire party that wants to go on Rise is in the park by 10 a.m., you will not be able to get them a ticket afterwards. You will not be able to do any magic unless you are able to get everybody in prior to 10 a.m. Now, once you are in the park, I recommend everyone who has a mobile phone device who can put the app on, and you should have loaded the app before you even came to the park, um, you should turn off your phone and turn it back on and reset it. Once you set, then I would set your phones to your carrier. Here's the insider tip here, although it's not so, not so much of a secret moving forward. But this Disney Wi-Fi ain't cutting it for getting you a, a boarding pass. So it would be better to utilize your own carrier or something really strong to, to get yourself a boarding pass. Then also make sure you refresh your My Disney app, that you get to the page where you need to um, make that boarding pass. It comes off of the main page and there's a toggle which you go back and forth to see if, if it's time to, to get that reservation as you get close to that hour. Now, um, by the way, check to make sure all of your party is shown on the app. You see them all listed, everyone who's come into the park and so forth. If for some reason you are having problems with any of the things we described, get thee to a blue-shirted guest experience member and say, I'm not sure about this. Tell me, am I set to go? Have I done all right? Should I, is this the carrier I should be on? What should I do? Ask every question. Make sure all these things are covered. And do that well in advance because right now those guest experience folks 
are probably in got lines of two, five, seven, eight people already, 10, 12, already in line for these people. So you want to get there well in advance to make sure you've resolved these issues before you go trying to get that boarding pass. And don't go to the one at the end of Hollywood Boulevard. That's going to be the longest line. Go out to an outlying area. There's one over by um, Tower of Terror. There's one by Star Tours, between Star Tours, kind of by the Sci-Fi Theater. There's one out on the way by um, uh, Walt Disney, um, um, you know, the Walt Disney uh, Museum. Why am I struggling? Walt Disney Presents. Thank you. Um, go to find, find which one you go to and go to that one. Now, then at the des now, I also, here's another tip I would recommend for you. I would identify someone, and this would happen prior to your coming, and not 15 minutes before, which I'll share with you in a few minutes. Identify someone outside the parks who could be connected to your My Disney app and see if they could try it from their home computer or laptop or wherever they are. They're not going to get a pass from themselves because they're, they haven't come into the park. But they can help you to get a pass. Now, may I suggest... And I, this may sound like I'm making a sales pitch here, but let me tell you who I use to, to do this. I go to David about the door travel. David is my travel agent. Even though I live here in Orlando, when I do a staycation here, when I go to California, or when I need help and support, I use David. And Dave, what David does is I reach out to David and say, hey, David, can you help me try to make this uh, Rise of Resistance pass? Let me share what this looks like this morning. This morning I get there at 9.35 and I think, well, let's go get in line for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And the line's 30 minutes, so I'm thinking, okay, we'll probably be still waiting in line while we do this. Probably not the best place. So I'm thinking, is this how I want to do it? Well, I'm thinking, why don't I call David? So I reach out to David, bless his heart. Now, if you're going to use David, use him way, call him way in advance of this. But he'll help you. And... And we got set, and the, but mind you, the queue moved much faster, and so now I'm in the waterfall section of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, trying to set up a, and my daughter's doing the same, we're trying to get the Rise of the Resistance Pass, we're totally ignoring the ride, thankfully we'd gone on several times, but we're totally, and thankfully, thankfully David was out there in a very calm, collected place, and he took, and he got us in, and it got taken care of. So may I just recommend, if it's not David, get somebody else. But if you're going to use a travel agent, if you're not familiar with travel agents, uh, just know that they don't cost you anything. They get their commission off of Disney. They don't cost you anything. And it's a really good idea to use David. And, and by the way, I should also mention, uh, I don't get any money from advertising David. David is a friend. And I just want him to succeed. I don't, you know, you don't see advertisements other than David, and I don't charge David. So, uh, I'm. This is not about making money. This is just about getting in. If it's not David, find somebody. But if you want a more sure path, get somebody outside the system who's linked up, got you all linked up, can get into your system and help you do this. So, 
All that's undone at the designated time. Let everyone go uh, with a phone. Go for it until somebody gets through. And uh, and by the way, they've done some improvements on this so that only the people who are in the park show up on your app and you're not having to spend so much time tapping on this, which has been a problem because David will bring his uh, student groups and he can have eight, 12 people uh, in that group and trying to click on all those before you, you, know, you lose out. So, so um, they've improved the app considerably. If for some reason you didn't get a boarding pass, they are likely to have a second announced time later on. Take advantage of that moment doing all the same things. Having done that now, you're all set. Once the first set of boarding passes have been allocated, it's time to enjoy some attractions. Hopefully, you've had a chance because you showed up early to enjoy at least one of the three attractions, first tier attractions we mentioned earlier. If not, you should at least do one now, but ideally you should be at least doing a second one at this point and then ride the other later in the day or if you won't, you only have, haven't done any yet, do one now and do a couple later in the day towards closing. Um, then, um, then now is the time to do, start, after you've gotten at least two of those top three tiers or whichever ones you want to do at least, this is the time to move into the second tier attractions. Now, which are those? That's including Midway Mania, Alien Swirling Saucers, Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith, and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. If you love any of these attractions, then that first hour after park opening, you could probably get on one or two, well, definitely one, probably two of these attractions, maybe even three, depending on the day and the timing. Know that Midway Mania for the first hour doesn't usually move more than 15 minutes, and that really means probably walk-on. Alien Swirling Saucer is about the same. Rock and Roller Coaster, as you get later in the hour, as well as Tower of Terror, it starts building up. But the first few minutes, it's just you know, 15, 20 minutes and then it starts building up as as you go but that's this is a good time to do those second tier attractions continue that until you get toward the noon hour meaning somewhere after 11. now if you're leaving the park to go back to your hotel for a little while you may want to just grab a quick bite to eat and move on but if you're staying through the day and you want to enjoy a sit-down meal at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I believe lunch is the time to do that. First off, it puts a nice break in your day. You've gone and gone and gone for two, three hours trying to get in the park, trying to get the boarding pass, going on a few attractions. Um, so you're ready for a break. Secondly, um, especially if it's hot outside, you're ready to get out of the heat. Second, uh, you want to use your time to finish off those attractions you haven't done with little or no cues at the end of the day. And because the park is closing increasingly earlier in the day, that window is very little. And so you do not want to lose that time by sitting down for an hour and a half meal somewhere. You want to make sure that you take care of that dining experience. If that's what you want to do, do it at lunch. Um, make a reservation in advance, enjoy that break. 
By the way, it's okay if you do a counter service at lunch and save your finer dining experience until after the park closes. Because if the park was closing at 7 or, heaven forbid, earlier, why not do dinner at 7.30 or 8 outside the parks and just have that opportunity to fill the evening with something fun and enjoyable and take your time and not feel like you have to hustle to get out and do more attractions. So that's another option. And then you can use your lunch as a, a, a counter service, in which case you're going to use utilize the mobile ordering service. Um, all the more reason why you got to get that Disney app up and running before you come to the parks. And you may want to order that lunch an hour or so in advance. There are not enough restaurants open right now in the counter service. So for instance, the um, infamous um, um, uh, restaurant like the ABC Commissary is not currently open. Um, and other little places are not currently open. So you want to, you probably want to order your, if it's from noon to two, you probably want to order your lunch about an hour in advance or at least 30 minutes in advance um, so that when you get to the hour you want to eat, you got, you know, you got it set and you can order it and walk over there and pick it up and eat. Um, that will um, save time if you plan ahead. Now, now through mid-afternoon, we're at the lunch hour, we're coming off of lunch, through mid-afternoon is a good time to check out attractions that are not on the first two tiers. What are those attractions? First, Star Wars, the adventures continue. In this list, this is the only ride. And most of the time, even in the height of the day, it doesn't get past 30 minutes most of the time. And other times of the day, in fact, honestly, I would wait until it's about a 15 minute wait or less to go on it. You should be able to find several periods to find to go on Star Tours um, where there's a queue of less than 15 minutes. Other than that, Walt Disney Presents, Muppet Vision 3D, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, Disney Junior Play and Dance, Disney Society Orchestra and Friends. Let me just stop on those two. They may not sound quite as familiar. You may be familiar with the Disney Junior Dance Party, but Disney Junior Play and Dance? That's a different tweaked version right now playing at the studios, as is the Disney Society Orchestra and Friends. Well, that's the replacement for Beauty and the Beast currently. Now that may change in a week or two, which is going to allow Disney to accommodate more guests in the park. But, um, but know that those are options to consider, especially if you're looking for something you haven't seen before. Vacation Fun is the new Mickey Mouse short in the Mickey Mouse Theater next to um, Frozen. Uh, currently, none of these are playing, but in the next couple of weeks, I expect them to be up and running or to start, let me just say this, to start coming on board uh, one or two at a time. These attractions for the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along celebration, Beauty and the Beast live on stage, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, 
uh, Disney Junior Dance Party, and Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Hopefully they're all coming back. Um, but, uh, but some should be coming back, if not all. And this is a great time of day to enjoy this. By the way, most of these also share something else in common. Most of these that I've named, they have air conditioning. And in the heat of the day, that's important. And there will be heat, heat of the day uh, through mid-October. And after that, there'll probably be inclement weather and you may still want to be indoors as well. So consider those as really good possibilities um, during this time. As, as third tier attractions, they're good choices from midday uh, through mid-afternoon. Um, now, through mid-afternoon is a great opportunity also to build a droid at Droid Depot or create your own lightsaber at Savi's Lightsabers. You may want to make a reservation in advance um, so you could do it during this time period, but no, um, no also, uh, so, but this is the time to do that if you're gonna do that. Also know that as a land in the park, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is an attraction in and of itself and can be enjoyed on many levels. This is the good time to stop, drop, and just check out all the details, the themes, the stories. They also have interactive activities that could be found on the Play Disney app. If these things appeal to you, you want more of that Star Wars depth and so forth, this is, this is a good time of day to go check that out. And, uh, you know, grab some blue milk and go, go searching for the things you absolutely love most. Now, continuing through mid-afternoon, by now you may be tired. It may be a great time to go back to your hotel for a swim or a nap. If the schedule is shorter, you may want to keep going and stay through um, and experience everything you can while the park is open. If you haven't received a boarding pass to Rise of the Resistance, there should be a second time later in the afternoon. That originally was one and four, was it? Yeah, one and four. Then they made it just two o'clock. When times change, that may change again. Um, not sure what's going to happen, but be aware of that. But here's the interesting thing to know, and here's the tip. If there is a second time for dispersing passes, and there probably will, repeat all those steps that I shared with you and try again. But this could be done from your hotel room, from a car, from a store, wherever you may be. You do not need to be in the park to obtain a boarding pass. Remember, I was getting David to help me with that. But you must have checked into the park earlier in the day or prior um, to getting to being able to obtain that pass. So that's one of the cool things. If you just get to after lunch and it's like one o'clock and you're beat and you're tired and you wanna go back to the hotel, go back to the hotel. But at two o'clock, get back on your phone and try it again. You'll probably be given a pass towards the end of the day. You can take a nap, go swim, come back to later in the day. And that gives you an opportunity um, that you might not have had otherwise. Also, an important tip. When your boarding pass gets called to Rise of the Resistance, finish up what you are doing and head there right away. First of all, that's because they only give you an hour. Now, in the early days, they sometimes gave you two hours, 
but now it's essentially one hour to go back and enjoy the attraction. But all the more reason you need to get there earlier is because this attraction can go down several times a day. In fact, today when I was there, it went down three times, three major times, some upward to an hour and a half in length. Um, if you are on an attraction, or if you're on the attraction on Rise, well, actually, the same thing happens if you're, for instance, on Mickey and Minnie's, and it breaks down, they will give you a fast pass to return if you are on it when it breaks down, as they do with all attractions. Um, know that, know that um, a Rise of the Resistance attraction fast pass will get you back on Rise of the Resistance or any other attraction you'd like to use. If any other attraction goes down and they give you a fast pass, it will allow you to go on any ride in the park except Rise of the Resistance. So you, you really got to, um, you got to, uh, you got to understand those those rules for um, doing with this. Um, if you're on the attraction, it breaks down. They'll give you that fast pass, but late in the day, it may go down and never come back up. So when you see that it comes back up on your on your app, then by all means, get there while you can, because it is possible that towards the end of the day, an hour, hour and a half before closing, it'll go down and they won't be bringing it back up. They won't have the time to bring it up and keep it going. So get there as soon as you can. By the way, one of the cool things that's been added to the app in this round is it gives you an estimated time of when they think they'll be calling your boarding pass. Now, again, if the attraction goes down, all bets are off. But it does give you a chance to say, okay, why don't we go over to this part of the park and do these things, and then it should be time for us to walk over to that part of the park and do rides. So that's really helpful. By the way, late... Um, uh, by the way, if you choose to stay in the park, this is the time to check out all of those noon choices that we listed earlier. So all those indoor stage shows, uh, Lightning McQueens, all those kinds of things. This is the time to do that is as you go through the rest of the afternoon. Um, late in the afternoon, but not late in the day. That's two different things. Late in the afternoon, I'm saying... Right now, that could be like 4, 4.30, 4.45 maybe. This is maybe a good time to check out Olga's Cantina if you don't have a reservation. They'll put you on a standby list and they'll call you when it's ready. You can go off and do other things. But I've done that at that time of day and gotten called back five minutes later. So this may be the one time of day to really go standby for Olga's. And if you're planning on specialized shopping, particularly purchases in Galaxy's Edge or Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower of Terror, probably late afternoon is, or mid-afternoon, late mid-afternoon is probably the best time to do that shopping. You don't want to carry it all day, but you don't want to spend the last hours of the day doing that shopping. It may, uh, you, want to, you want to get that out of the way at that point. Now we come to the end of the day and to the choices there. The last three hours of the day may be the most important choices or preferences you didn't get a chance to do earlier. This means 
checking out those first and second tier attractions. That's why you don't want to be using this time for fine dining. Save that until the park is closed at this point or grab a snack to hold you over. Know that you can get in line for an attraction just one minute before closing time. Just make sure you are there a minute before, a minute after, and you will not be admitted into the queue. This is probably your best last chance opportunity for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is to get there right before it closes. The queue will probably take another 25, 35 minutes at best, and then you'll be on the, um, on, on the attraction. By the way, Slinky Dog Dash is really great towards the end of the day, but later in the day, storms are more likely, and those storms can close down a coaster like that. So it's better to go earlier if it's not a long line, which for me is about 20 minutes or less. Retail shopping at the studios will continue from about 30 to 60 minutes after the park closes on Hollywood Boulevard. If you're looking for something like a keepsake, um, this is the best time to buy as you are not having to take time during precious park operating hours and you won't have to haul it around all day until you leave the park do those kinds of things at the end. Now, let me give you an example of those kinds of things. If you're looking for a toy, if you are looking for um, a standard Disney t-shirt, if you are looking for kitchenware, if you are looking for pins or magic bands, or you're looking for some snacks to take with you, if you are looking for Christmas ornaments, all these things can be found on Hollywood Boulevard. Many of the specialty shops during this period have been closed. So, for instance, Once Upon a T Christmas, which is near Mama Melrose's. I think it's called Once Upon a Christmas. Yeah. Um, that's not open right now. And neither is the Studio One store across the way, which had all the Muppet merchandise. There are a lot of stores that are actually closed throughout the parks. But the good news is, um, those stores are not only open during the day, but you can um, see them. There is not a lot of, there is a dedicate, new dedicated Star Wars store on Hollywood Boulevard that opened when, when Galaxy's Edge opened. That store is now closed and has not reopened. So Star Wars stuff you need to get before the park closes, not afterwards. Same thing with Tower of Terror stuff and things like that. So now leaving the park. If the park is closing earlier, then hey, let's head out to a nice server-style meal at this time. That way we don't have to lose time in the park. To that effect, note, the Skyliner operates about 90 to 120 minutes after park closing. Check the signs or ask to be sure. You could, for instance, hop the Skyliner and do a great meal over at Topolino's in Disney's Riviera Resort or at Sebastian's in Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. The former, you're probably gonna need a res. The latter, you could probably make a same day res, but you ought to make a res. Then you're gonna to return to the park uh, as long as you do it within 90, 120 minutes after closing by Skyliner. And so it gives you a nice little getaway. Um, so that, that kind of gives you the whole of the day. I mean, there are, there are tips to follow throughout the whole day. I think I've offered uh, about two dozen 
such tips that will make retail shopping, boarding attractions, food and beverage options, and most of all, trying to get that blessed rise of the resistance boarding pass. Hey, the, these are the tips that will help you do that as the park has reopened and is operating in this manner at this time. Now, finally, in closing, two more tips. I mentioned David before, but hey, I got to tell you, if you don't understand the whole travel agent thing, just give David a call. Have him check out some possibilities. I can assure you he will probably save you money. He will definitely save you time. And he may give you support that you would not have otherwise. And it won't cost you anything. So may I suggest David Zanilla at Out the Door Travel. Really great guy, fun guy. We've listed the phone number on our website and at the bottom of the notes page. So definitely check him out. The second thing I would recommend, oh, and I strongly recommend this. Get the free Star Wars Complete Guide to Galaxy's Edge. There is one place in the universe where you can really get detail about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. In fact, we're going to move this week all of the things we shared with you onto that Complete Guide. When Disneyland opens, we're going to give you insights on how to operate out of that park um, post-COVID. Uh, this is the definitive guide to everything that is Star Wars at Disney's Hollywood Studios as well as Disneyland. It includes a unique interactive map detailing where everything is in this land and many things which are not on your park map. Details showcasing food and beverage, shopping experiences and entertainment, a thorough look at Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, a cue to exit outline, of the new rise of the resistance attraction and a complete video if you even want to check that out will be added this week insights to navigating your experience when you visit at either disneyland or disney's hollywood studios an overview of the new star wars hotel coming to disney's hollywood studios it's over a hundred drawings photos videos showcasing this new disney experience and and it's just a complimentary thing when you subscribe Disney at Work and Disney at Play, which simply offers you reminders of when our posts and podcasts are available to uh, to be heard and enjoyed. So check it out. We've got the link on the notes page, and uh, you're going to want to check out the most complete guide possible to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Well, that wraps, us, wraps it up for the day, and it's been a long day, a busy day, but I hope that you will... Um, have gained some great insights for how to enjoy your next visit at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I hope you have a chance to come sooner than later. In the meantime, remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.